Players Podcast Standby. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights, go. Curtain, go. Podcast, go. Welcome to Places, Please, a podcast produced by the Community Players Theater in Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm Jamie Ulmer, Managing Artistic Director at the Theater, and this is Season 3, Episode 2, for our production of Mamma Mia!, This show officially kicks off our 2021-2022 regular season. And yeah, this show was supposed to happen way back in the summer of 2020, but a little something got in the way. Speaking of that something, a quick update on our COVID procedures. As of this recording, we have returned to going back to requiring masks for all audience members. We are looking at the local COVID numbers each Friday and will adjust this policy as conditions warrant. We don't like requiring masks, just as much as you don't like having to wear them. So please, get vaccinated so this can all be over with. Coming up in Act 2 of this episode, we talk to Colleen Beatty, who plays Donna Sheridan. But first, Act 1. Mamma Mia! is what is known as a jukebox musical. The term basically means that all the songs previously existed in other contexts, and they were combined for this show. Now, there are two types of jukebox musicals. The first is basically just a review or a a very, very loose concept holding all the songs together. Think of shows like The Marvelous Wonderettes or Forever Plaid. The second type uh, has a more involved story and is basically a regular show just with songs not written specifically for the show in the first place. That is the case with Mamma Mia. All the songs are basically the greatest hits from the Swedish pop group ABBA. I remember the first time I saw the show, a friend said to me afterwards, well, I guess we don't really need to buy the soundtrack for this musical. We already have the ABBA Gold CD. The show made its debut in 1999 and has gone on to become a mega hit around the world. Now. If you've never heard of ABBA, what rock have you been living under? The group was formed in 1972, and the name ABBA is the first letters of the four group members' first names. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce all of their names because I'd end up sounding like some twisted version of the Swedish chef from the Muppets. The group is considered to be one of the most successful musical groups of all time, routinely topping the charts worldwide from 1974 to 1983. I could list some of their hit songs, but honestly, that would just be reading the song list from the show. About the show, despite being rooted completely in the music of ABBA, the script has nothing to do with the group or even Sweden. Instead, it's set on a Greek island. Sophie is about to get married and wants her dad to walk her down the aisle. The only problem is that she doesn't know who her dad is, and her single, hard-working mom has never told her. Sophie figures out she has three possible dads, and invites them all to the wedding. Sophie's mom, Donna, is a former rock and roller, who had a group with her two best friends called the Dynamos. Their arrival for the wedding provides a lot of the context for some of the most recognizable songs in the musical. Basically, this show is about having fun with fun music. I'm the show's director, Alex Wooten serves as music director, and Kaylee Shadwinkle-Hickman is the choreographer. With intermission, the show runs approximately 2 hours and 15 minutes. 
The show is rated A2 on our production rating scale. That means it is for most audiences, or is the equivalent of a PG movie. That brings down the curtain for Act 1. Stand by for Act 2. Well, Colleen, welcome to our podcast today. Yes, so glad to be here. Yeah, so let's talk about Donna. Who is she? Why do we care who she is? How many sequins are in your final outfit? Uh, Just kidding about the sequins thing. Um, But uh, yeah, let's uh, find out about Donna. Yeah, I'm super excited about playing Donna. Um, I think I've shared with you before. I first saw this movie in 2008. I'd never heard of the musical before and I was sitting in the theater and watching and I thought, oh my gosh, I want to play that role. So that was 13 years ago. And uh, I'm finally getting a chance to do it. Yeah, (laughs) a little, you had a lot of time to do some character research and character development then. Well, I just, um, it's interesting because I've been in this show before, but I played a different character, which was Rosie. And um, that was four years ago. And while, you know, I was at first disappointed that I didn't get Donna, but at the same time for that process, I was supposed to be Rosie. And I did realize that as the process was going on, that I got cast in the role that I was supposed to be, especially with Mm -hmm. things that were going on in my life. And um, it just, it was just a a freeing role, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But now as I'm, you know, getting into the Donna character away from Rosie and, you know, getting in tune with her emotions and what she's going through, it's very parallel to my life as I'm a single mom with, um, you know, I have one son that's 21, but I have two girls in high school. And so I can really relate to the relationship that Donna has with Sophie and just the close bond that they have, um, knowing that they're on their own and they're making it work and they have each other to depend on, but also feeling, uh, especially in act two, knowing how the her life is going to change now that, you know, Sophie's moving on and becoming an adult and and the realities that I also face in my own life that my kids are towards the end of high school and they're not gonna be under my roof either. So it's there's a lot of um, personal emotion that I can bring to Donna in this role. So I guess it just worked out the timing that this was the time for me to be Donna. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's really interesting about, uh, I've talked with some other people about the show that they've said about the fact that the show really is about uh, the the family relationships and how important that is. Uh, and just as you were talking about Donna, it, it really kind of emphasizes that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's just the connection that, you know, that she has is just, I'm really, really close to my kids. And so it's just that part of the role is pretty easy. Now, when you come to the men part, that gets a little, <laughs> little <scary. laughs> Um, because in terms of relationships, that's not the kind of person that I am, especially <laughs> she's very adventurous as a, as a youngin in her 20s. And that was not my uh, path that I, that I had. So, but also getting into her free spirit. Um, I, um, I'm very extroverted and things like that, but I would say that free spirit's maybe not a characteristic. That con- I'm still controlled. 
So getting into this free spirit, but also um, really embracing the relationship she has with Rosie and Tanya and realizing, you know, at the moment when she sees them to me is very, um, in Donna's eyes, that she has her lifesavers there for her to mm. battle through all these emotions that she's going through. And, you know, I have a very strong friend network. And um, sometimes when you spend, when I spend time with them, it's like I can forget about the stress that I'm having or the stuff that I'm dealing with. And for a moment, I can just be in my friend's presence and um, not think about that. So I like how she goes through a lot of emotions throughout the show. And I really, I, that's the challenge as an actor is how I can make sure that the audience can see those different transitions and those different characters happening throughout the show and the arc that she has. Yeah, yeah, Donna really does go through a, a tremendous character arc uh, as the show goes on. Just as you were saying, your your the friend group thing, it's really evident on stage when uh, in the first moment when you see Tanya and Rosie for the first time as you come out the door and you see them and they see you. That's a really fun moment that makes um, people watching the show just, I think will make just smile because they'll be like, oh, I've got close friends like that. Yeah. And that we all, you guys just rush towards each other and do your little secret kind of handshake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, it's just, it's just really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so, um, you are not uh, a totally unfamiliar face on the CP stage. You are from Beatrice originally. Well, not uh, originally. I'm originally from the South. Oh, okay, to, okay. I moved to Beatrice when I started high school. So I okay. moved to Beatrice in uh, 1990. Okay. And there for but, high school. Yeah. So, you, but you did some um, a few shows here yes. when when you were in school. Um, and uh, what were some of the past uh, CP shows that you were involved in? Well, my very first show was in 91. I was a sophomore in high school and um, I really got interested in theater like in ninth grade or when I was in junior high, I got involved in um, kind of a select theater group at Pound and um, that kind of awoke the theater part of me and um, they had a show called Baby and it had a role that was for me. It was about a, a girl that... Um, was a teen who was pregnant, kind of <laughs> weird, you know, that that's kind of what Donna was like. You know? <laughs> that is, that's yes, kind yes. of a full circle journey exactly. there. Exactly, but I remember getting the phone call from the director at the time, her name was Kate, and, you know, giving me the role, and I was just so, so excited about that, and um, so I did that show, and I did a couple other, I mean, in college, I was in Steel Magnolias, I came back to do that, um, I also did some plays, Dial In For Murder and um, uh, Arsenic and Old Lace. And, um, but the last show I did was with you, Jamie, in 2004. I was in I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change. And that was a four-person uh, cast. And my best friend was the other woman. It was two men and two women. And Kim was uh, my best friend to be in that. And that was just so much fun. And the interesting thing is, I was Shelby in college for Steel Magnolias. And then about five or six years ago, I was in Steel Magnolias again and I was Truvy. So now I say, I just need to do it one more time and be Weeza. And you know, yeah. have all of <laughs> you'll really characters. run the gamut. Exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, so that's how I started in uh, the community theater there. Yeah. 
Well, and you know, it's a good, this is a good transition here. You know, of course, you know, you haven't, like you said, you haven't been away from performing just because you haven't been performing at CP though, you know, are you really performing if you're not performing here? But, um, uh, you know, you just came off of a show right before these rehearsals started. Uh, so uh, what, have, what were you in right before this and what have been some of the other memorable roles that you've been playing lately? Well, um, I was in Pinewood for the first time. I'd never been on that, uh, at that venue before, just because my kids play softball. And I just never had the chance to give up that kind of time for the summer. But um, they were doing Adam's Family. And, you know, we had been silent for a year and a half with no theater with COVID. And I was just like, summertime, I'm a teacher. So in summertime, I need something to fill my time. And so I thought, what the heck? So I went and auditioned and I thought, even if I don't make it, I'm spending a weekend with some theater friends. And, you know, the theater becomes quite this community um, that I have in Lincoln. Um, and uh, so I decided to, to try out and I played Alice. And she, you know, Rosie has been up there as one of my top, you know, characters, but I don't know, Alice was pretty fun. She got to get on the table and go crazy. And, you know, a lot of times people would come up to me after the show and they said, oh, they typecast you and blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, I brought Colleen to Alice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, I, that was a, a whole bunch of fun. But I, I, you know, I've been in rehearsals. You know, I've never done back to back. And um, I've been in rehearsals essentially since the end of May. And so I am feeling, you know, school has started. I'm also a dance coach with early morning. So I am feeling the the tiredness of being in back-to-back -back shows at 46. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should try directing back-to-back -back shows at 46. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But that's your reality, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hard work and a crippling mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> to paraphrase Donna. Yes. Um, so what got you uh, started as a performer? What, what, what was your um, radioactive spider that bit you? Well, actually, it's interesting because I moved to Lincoln when I was in ninth grade and I'd never really been exposed to theater, although my mom and I kid that I got my first lead role, lead role in kindergarten. I was the, um, the little red hen in the, you know, the sky is falling or whatever. Oh. <laughs> so my kindergarten teacher saw it even then. But when I really started to understand theater, I was about nine or 10 years old and I had gone to Lincoln Community Playhouse to uh, watch um, Oliver. And there was all these kids in it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I wanna do something like that. And so my mom kind of got me in some, you know, children's theater stuff at the, the Playhouse. But it really, like I said, didn't come to fruition until more high school where I really, started to explore and want to be in there and you know theater has been a part of my life since then i might take a couple years off but i always go back to it and, and part of the reason someone was asking me the other day when the beatrice uh, paper came and asked you know what's made me stay with it for this long and i think part of it is i passed that love down to my daughters and so i have had a chance to do roles with them and then i didn't feel quite as guilty going to rehearsal at night if they were coming with me so, um, and that, you know, they've watched me on the stage throughout their life. And um, it's just kind of a, it's something that really just feeds my soul. You know, sometimes during the process, I'm like really tired. 
and they're, you know, we're in that moment right now, Jamie, where we're just like, okay, we're getting to the end, you know, and you just feel like, oh, I'm so stressed. But then by the time opening night comes, you're just like, it was so worth it. And you just reap the rewards of all the hard work that you've been doing and you get to share it with an audience and your family and friends. And that's the payoff, I guess, at the end of all the hard work. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who may be thinking about auditioning for a show, but they're, they're nervous and they think, oh my gosh, I can't pull this off. It's, it's going to be too stressful. I don't have the time. Uh, what words of encouragement would you offer? Well, and you know, it's not for everyone. It's not, but I would say if, if you've got that itch, you've always wanted to do it, just put yourself out there and do it. I know that there's some uh, cast um, that we have in this show that have never done a show before and um, maybe don't ask them right now if they were <laughs> to do it because like I said, right now in the process, you know, this is the hardest part right now. This is the hardest part. And so don't really judge um, being in a show based on what's going on right now. You need to go through the complete process before you can decide if it's something that's for you. But, you know, there's all kinds of little roles that you can take. You know, some people like to be ensemble. Some people don't like you know, being the lead roles. You know, when I was in Pinewood, I thought their ensemble work that they do for dancing, there is no way I would be cast as an ensemble person. My gifts are not dancing. I can do the basic moves, but when it comes to really um, intrinsic, or not intrinsic, but um, choreography that's very, um, I can't think of the word I want to say. Yeah, very in, uh, intricate, intricate choreography that that's Courtney it. does. The and I, yeah. There's no way that I could do that. So it's nice to know that might not be a place for me in that venue, but I can do something else. And there's always, always work to be done. You know, if, if you're not really sure you want to be on the stage, think about doing something behind the scenes. And then that way you can at least get a taste of what it's like and kind of work your way up there. But I truly believe life is too short. If you have something that you want to try, you just need to go for it. Awesome. So coming back to Mamma Mia, is there a particular moment or a song in the show that really stands out for you that you hope audiences will really be impacted by? Um, well, I love Dancing Queen. I mean, that is just, you know, when I did this show before at the end, when you're doing Waterloo, I mean, literally you feel like you're in a concert. So I really love the empowerment of Dancing Queen and you know the strong women um, relationships in that song. But one that um, slipping through my fingers is going to be one that's going to impact me personally. Um, I know in rehearsal I'm, I've already gotten a little choked up at the end, and I, I told you it might be a very raw performance. It might not necessarily be the beautiful, you know, a beautiful sound but that's not what that song's supposed to be about. And if you show that emotion, I, there might be some tears in the audience and that's okay. I feel like if there's tears, then I've done my job because they are feeling what I'm feeling on the stage through Donna. So. Yeah, and, and that is a really beautiful song uh, just about the relationship between Donna and Sophie and, and uh, how they're both kind of moving on and growing and letting go. Uh, and you, you are you are doing a really, really nice job of playing those emotions. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's not hard to get into it. Let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the hard thing will be for Dan, uh, who plays Sam, is just to wait before yeah. moving on with the scene. You know, <laughs> he's going to have to stand off stage going, okay, I have to give 
her and the audience a moment to get their Kleenexes out. Exactly, exactly. The other night I was like, hold on, hold on. Let me have it. Let me have this break for just a second so I can clear my mind. But also I think that's the reality of it. I like have that moment. Because sometimes I think we're so, um, as characters, um, especially when I was a young actor, you feel like you have to just say these lines so quickly and you have to process what you're saying. You know, life doesn't, speak at you know 100 miles a minute you know you pause you you know that makes it more authentic that you're not just saying lines there are moments in a show where you get those beats to pause and they make them more real and mm -hmm. so that is a real moment that and I, sometimes i feel bad because i know i am experienced and so i sometimes like i've asked you jamie it's like is it okay if i have a little bit of liberty you know because you want to be able to make it feel real and authentic and so sometimes as a performer you need to you know practice different ways that you want it to do until you can get the way that you want it so sometimes i hope i don't sound bossy to my other characters you know i even told sam i said will you grab my hands instead of me taking them because i just feel like that's how i feel it would be and so i appreciate that from you as a director that you're willing to let me talk about my thought process of why i want to do certain things and that you're no, you're not so stuck on. Well, no, it has to be my idea. So I really, really, really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Um, so as we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to add or encourage people to about uh, coming to see Mamma Mia? I just hope people that come just enjoy it. You know, it's just the music is so much fun, and you know, don't be afraid to you know sing under your breath if you need to. You know, <laughs> songs are very iconic and I was just telling the um the newspaper gal that I interviewed the other day I saw this show in Omaha and I saw it right before I was getting ready to audition at LCP and so as an audience member that was the first time I saw it live and a part of it is I just kind of wanted to see you know the whole show again and how it fit because I knew it wasn't going to be like the movie but I remember as an audience member getting up and just wanting to dance at the end and wanted to, mm -hmm. and just lose yourself in that part, you know, especially because it does kind of, there, you know, there is kind of a drag, you know, moment where, you know, you got to get into the reality, but then you leave with this wonderful songs that we've been singing. And so I just hope that they enjoy themselves while they're there. I mean, that's, that's part of theater is losing yourself for a couple hours into a different reality, not only for actors, but also for the audience members. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Colleen, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Um, we'll let you get back to teaching here in a few moments. Yeah, my kiddos will be back in about five minutes. So you know, yeah. <laughs> caught me on my little break. So I thoroughly enjoyed um, visiting with you and also saying things that we don't necessarily get to say to each other when we're at rehearsal because it's work, work, work. It's time for the curtain call. This podcast is a production of Community Players Theatre in downtown Beatrice, Nebraska. Our production of Mamma Mia! runs for three weeks, opening Friday, September 10th, and running every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday through September 26th. Tickets are available by calling the box office or visiting our website. There will not be a streaming option for this production. This production is sponsored by Security First Bank. Up next on the CP stage is the two-person comedy Popcorn Falls coming up in October. I'm Jamie Ulmer. This has been Places, Please, and we'll see you at the theater. Curtain in. House lights up. 
Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes.